Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. I was like, does that make you a scruffy turd herder? And he's going, somebody call the ambulance! Somebody call the ambulance! Explosion balls. Oh no, balls. not shooting balls. Yay, because that mastery is tasty. Fooling around. Stop. What? He's not summoning anybody but me. Friggin' reflecting prism spreads like AIDS. Can we get a Jeeves and then go pee? All us brown classes the same? Menu? Yeah. yeah. If those are like cheap Chinese knockoff savage bloods or something. Yeah. Okay, we're good. It's Jeeves. Oh, take a piss and whatever. Jeeves is killing them. Yeah. I mean, they're disgusting, but they're freaking delicious. It's the smell of fear that's killing them. Damn it, stop changing me. I know girls in this guild that don't transmog as much as you. Hey, Jericho, like my cow? What do these fuckers think I do in my off time? This quest is holy. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Rage Yet. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, tonight, sometime in the near vicinity of time, I have one soul adventurer. Hello. One guy that's talking before he's introduced. The person you just heard is, uh, I'll toss your sorry salad. It's, it's Banyu, it's Marcus. What's happening, my friend? Hey, everybody. So, last week we didn't have him, and we had Tim, and this week we have Marcus and not Tim. That's because Tim, uh, he had a wee bit much of the fire water, you see? And sometimes when adults like us drink too much fire water, or just, just too much water, we have to go lay down. And, uh, that's life. So, uh... sit in there. We're gonna we're gonna uh, power through, even with Marcus's shitty shitty internet, and see if we can get a show out of this bitch. Does that sound like a good plan to you? It sounds excellent to me. I think it'll be great. All right. So, I guess the first thing, like always, is we have this week in WoW. So, um, what have you been up to this week in WoW? Um, you know, it's it's kind of been the same for me, trying to get these world quests done. I've kind of let them build up a little bit. Um, kind of getting tired of doing them every week. I want something maybe a little slightly different. Okay. I mean, there's a variety. You know, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of variety in the world quests. It's just... I'm t- it reminds me of Pandaria in a way. Yeah, because, I mean, having something you have to do um, can get a bit repetitive and grindy. Especially when you don't really know why you're still doing them, other than, like, reputation and, like, an off chance. Plus, I mean, the artifact power is there, but you have to complete so many world quests for artifact power to actually get an upgrade in your main spec weapon these days. Even with the artifact knowledge, it's like, I have to complete something like, uh, like, 8 to 10 world quests that award artifact power, if not, I think it's more than that, um, to get, like, a trait. Right, because was a yeah. So I mean, it's it's way more than that. It's 
I mean, right now I'm I'm sitting. The next level for level thirty is like four hundred thousand, and the best the best um, artifact powers I get are like fourteen thousand. Yeah. So, so you know, you, you figure that's gonna be taking a long time, and they're not all fourteen thousand by any means. No, 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 no. You get a lot of like four and five and six thousands, even at a decent artifact knowledge. Yeah. So I mean, it's it is. How could I forget? How could I did get sorry, but I did loot my cloak. The cloak of the Nether, whispers of the Nether zone. I wish I had an air horn sounder. I could be like, wah, 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 wah. legendary time, because you got your. So uh, that's your second legendary. Second. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the first one was the the Aegis Yelmer wrists, and now I got my cloak. I can't use two. I have, I have like seven days, so I can use two. God damn it. Well, that's because you're a piece of shit. I mean, you'll need I it to beat too me. Long. Eventually, you'll be able to beat me in the charts. I mean, eventually. You mean eventually you'll be able to beat me because this fix pack you've never beat me. Oh well, that's because uh, I've I'm uh, a fair bit behind you in gear and uh, artifact progression. To be fair, um, maybe I am kind of over geared. And I think I'm eight sixty three now. And Fury's kind of shy. It. I still beat you in the burst every pull. What's your item level? Uh, eight sixty four. 865. You're one item level higher than me, so. Well, that doesn't that doesn't change that doesn't change the fact that Fury's shite. Like, I mean, that and uh, like I I still I beat you on the pull every time. Like on the burst, I beat you every time. Like I mean. Now let me tell you, I will agree. Everybody beats me on the burst. Actually, I've noticed that, but. Um, nobody sustains 300, 350, 400 well, Because you can do, you can do almost all your shit at range, can't you? No, only, look, um, Blade I can, of, Blade I can of do... what you call it, Blade of Wrath has like a, uh, like a 12 yard range, it's not even that big. And okay. then Judgment is 30. Okay, you know what I can do That's at range? It. Nothing. 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 So all these fight mechanics where I need to be the stack point away from the boss, you know how much damage I'm doing? Zero. Zero. Oh, and I have to be the first one there so that everyone knows how to where to go. So on you. Alright. What about those fights like Nathendra where we oh well, then there's the rot. Anyway, I'm better than you and we'll get over it. I mean that's fair. Like if you want to be better than me, I'll let you be better than me. I don't really care. Like it's not. It's it's really not the end of the world. I mean Do you want to be better than me? Is that is the, is Sorry, the you, so do you want me to tell you that you're better than me? Is that is that what you want? Will you feel better? Oh yeah. All right, I'm really well, getting well, you're you're better than me, Marcus. You're better. Oh, there you go. Thanks. There you I, go. You did it. Nah, I did it. I did it. You did it. I'm glad. I'm glad you're happy. Um, what are we doing? I have no idea what we're doing. Like I, I you know, I was like, do you want to know if I'm? I, 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 well, all right. So we were talking in circles. Let's come back to it. Let's come back round to what. We're what else? Game this week, so it's your turn. It is my turn. Is it my turn? All right, good. So, um, this week in WoW, first up, I would like to follow up from the story I told last week. So you weren't here, and for anybody that skipped last week's episode, I essentially went on this this little mini rant about the corporate passive-aggressive environment and how my direct supervisor uses an ellipsis, so essentially three periods, for all of his punctuation. Like, but he'll be like, uh, you have point of sale in your box dot 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 like what is that supposed to mean like like that you're upset that it's there it just got there like what the fuck and I made mention that I've never seen him use 
any punctual like I've never seen you use a question mark. It's always just dot 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 or exclamation points. Well, I made a further observation. He has in fact started to use question marks, but all of his punctuation comes in threes. So if he uses exclamation points, it's exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. If he uses a period, it's period, period, period. And when he asks a question, it's question mark, question mark, question mark. Like why? What are you doing with your life that feel that you feel the need to text out like dot dot dot? And I also can now track every time he gets home because as soon as he gets home to kind of fool us that he's still out in the market, like he sends out a ton of text messages and they always come at the same time every day. And I got to talking to the other supervisor out of the, the, our market. Like, yeah, that's when he gets home. Like as soon as he gets home, he sits down and fucking sends out a bunch of text messages that bother the piss out of us so that we think like he's still doing his job. So fuck that guy. Time to move on to like, uh, he sounds what? like an angry man. He is. He is. He makes me an angry man. Like, I, uh, well, that's not the only thing that makes me an angry man. Rating with Marcus <laughs> makes me an angry man because he's a piece of shit. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but really. Uh, so this weekend, wow. I've been basically doing the same thing. World quests. Uh, working on, you know, getting caught up on my Suramar stuff. I did get some chance to, to level some more alts. Um, I'd like to take this time to comment on how stupid it is that I think uh, part of the artifact like class campaign requires you to get all the uh, the druid artifacts. Like I had no interest in going and getting the balance or restoration ones, and I get like that story I should see or whatever, but I just didn't feel like doing them right now. But to proceed, like I have to awaken each of those little root like shrines or whatever, which requires me to have the artifact for that that spec equipped. So it's like, god damn it, fuck you. I didn't have to do this for, for Warrior. Like, I didn't have to go do, I don't think I did the Stromkar quest chain until I was 110. So, whatever, man. Whatever. Um, speaking of Stromkar, I did spend one day, and I took all the artifact power I got from doing my world quests and sunk it into my arms artifact because I kind of wanted to play around with it. Because I'm getting kind of tired of this. Like, because I look at logs after fights, and, like, I'm always, you know, uh, about 10% higher damage taken than everybody else. That's because I have a I have a really super high up uptime on my Enrage. I, man I think I manage it fairly well. So, it's, it, you know, I'm constantly taking 15% more damage. And I'm getting kind of tired of it in a lot of these fights where it's just constant, unavoidable damage being gone out, like going out to the raid, and I'm just taking more, which is making, you know, it could be slowing down progress. I don't think it is because I, I don't, I don't die that that frequently. Um, Not but like you used to. It's well, that's that was for a different reason. That was like me charging in the minute I saw like you raise your hand to pull the group of mobs. Like as soon as I saw your hand go up, I'd charge in and just fucking like I would I would hit I would hit uh like I would I would pre pot for trash pulls so I could charge in and just hit like <laughs> recklessness and blade storm and just I would rip aggro off of every last one of y'all. I mean, just, you, you know, almost hit them before my Avenger shield hit. And I would I would I would just I would just get eaten alive because I thought it was so much fun just to like blow up for two billion damage and just immediately die. Um, but that was a different thing, and it's kind of it's starting to frustrate me on progression fights that I'm taking more. I don't want to be arms. I I did level up the arm. I think I got it to like the almost the twentieth trait just in one day, 
of world quests, right? Like, I just went and did some world quests and got it up to trait level 20. And I had, uh, I've been getting a lot of really close um, relics. Like, so it's only, like, five or ten item levels lower than my Fury artifact. So it's really not that step, big a step down. Plus, I'm itemized better for, for arms, which is stupid. Um... So, like, uh, I just wanted to try it and see how it goes. I don't really care so Did much. Did you beat the, me in arms? Um, well, not really, because I haven't practiced with it. I think I, I, I mean, I'm, I've, I've spent all of twenty minutes fooling around with it. Like, if I got some practice with it, I'd probably be better. I don't like the weird synergy between the artifact power ability and Colossus Smash. Like, how you have to like, because the artifact power um, applies Colossus Smash and does all this extra stuff. So it's a higher priority than, say, Colossus Smash, but you don't want to, like, Colossus Smash then use the other ability. Like, you want to, like, have a hundred... You want to have as much uptime on Colossus Smash as possible, the way I understand how this... I haven't actually went and looked at guides. Like, I just kind of went and looked at my abilities and, and stuff. And, um, like, I'm not... I mean, it kind of plays like... Um, so does it... Fury did at the end of Siege, but I'm not I'm not sold on it yet. Like I think if I practice a little bit more with it, I might be able to do it feasibly until Fury gets a buff. But um, what were you saying? Um, about the um, uh, what is it called? The debuff you were just talking about for Colossus um, Smash Warbreaker. Colossus Smash. Yeah, the Colossus Smash. That one. What about? Does that increase the damage of all of your abilities there? Or is that just like a certain one? Uh, no, I think it's all the damage they take. I think it, well, from me. It increases the damage they take from me. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's kind of similar to Rhett in ways. Well, your brother, when he was filling in for your knights, said it plays incredibly uh, similar to Rhett. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I think I'm going to practice with it a little bit just for this period of progression until we see what 7.1.5 and 7.2 brings for fury. Um, cause I'm, I'm just, uh, cause even like, you know, I'm, I, I look at the logs and I'm, I'm maintaining as much uptime as I can. I'm executing my, my abilities properly. Like every, every, and like I've gone and done additional research on it just to make sure that I'm not crazy and that I'm doing something wrong and I'm just not performing where I should be. And that's frustrating. And I typically don't have a problem with that. Like, it's generally not a problem until we're wiping on bosses and hitting in rages and stuff. So it's like, ah, I should really, I should really be better than this. So, um, we'll see. We'll see if I, you know, if it catches my interest. I think for the next couple weeks, I'm going to do my world quests in, in arms and kind of, and so, to kind of get the rotation, I might go through LFR a couple times. And then maybe uh, Tuesday, on Tuesdays when we're doing bosses we've killed already, I'll do them as arms and see if I can't kind of master where I need to be. Plus, there's a few different builds, and I don't like the current build I'm using. Like, there's another build that I, I'm looking at that I could I could have, like, a just a ton, a ton of rage. Like, just, just like, it, it, it looks like it'd probably be a little more micromanagey. Um, but I might like it, the playstyle better by flipping into that, so... We'll see. Um, been leveling uh, my druid. Been having a ton of fun playing Feral. Because I, I, I did spend a lot of time playing as Feral through uh, like through most of Cataclysm I was I was Feral. Um, and uh, it's it's a rotation that hasn't changed a whole lot in 
the past few years, like the except for the new, you know, the whole heal yourself to get a buff on your damage, like the blood talent stuff. That's that's not incredibly new. It's like I think that came in last expansion, maybe the one before. Um, but I mean, it's very familiar. It's very easy for me to pick up and play, and I I feel like it's it's extremely powerful if played right. So. Uh, maybe, maybe level, level him some more so I can get him to max level. Who knows? Uh, more interested in getting as many characters through the, like, the, like, unlocking the artifacts and, in class hall stuff so I can kind of see, see those stories, um, more than getting another character to 110. Um, as far as guild goes, we downed Odin, um... It was just a matter of finally managing kind of where we need to be in phase three. Uh, and as soon as, you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of got positioning right on that. And like, we got it down. Uh, and we killed Garm tonight. Uh, that required, I mean, it was just a lot of people getting used to where they needed to be. Um, it's very simple. It's a pretty um, simple fight. Like, it's got a pretty strict pattern to it. And we'll go over that later in the show. But other than that, I think that's that's you know it's a long this weekend wow segment. But that's that's kind of where I've been, you know, kind of all over the place. Sounds so, like it's been a great week. It has. So without a whole lot of further uh, putting around, let's get into the news. news everyone the slime is flowing again this week's news is brought to you by the rpg show uh tune in for last episode you can listen to me and nick getting drunk and say a bunch of terrible things so be certain to check that episode out if uh that doesn't float your vote upcoming we will have an illusion of gaia review for the super nintendo so that's great news this week so this week uh mark 12th anniversary for wow uh you log in you should have a mail from the wow dev team with uh an item that starts a quest and 200 time warp badges uh you go turn in the quest it'll lead you to the new anniversary vendors in orgrimmar stormwind and you can buy the uh corgi pup for exactly 200 time warp brushes so essentially what they sent you or you can buy some some cool costumes and other stuff from previous anniversary of, um, events. What else um, is going on this week? Marcus. Uh, well, this week, um, well, actually just uh, the other day, uh, Method got the world first kill in Hellion. I, wow, that was, um, that was, that was a robot. You just roboted all to fuck. But, uh, I think what you said, oh, wow. uh, is something about method world first killing Helia. Is that right? That's correct. All right. So, uh, method did get their mythic Helia kill, uh, world first. It took significantly longer than the, uh, Emerald Nightmare mythic race did, which is cool. Uh, and so let me ask you this. I'd say it's definitely a harder bit of uh, fights. Is it you know, though? Like three, they're rather difficult. 
is it i mean i guess at a mythic level like i feel like for us it's been easier to progress through trial of valor than it was in emerald nightmare but i don't know if that's necessarily due to like how we had the split push between difficulties like you know we probably tried to jump into rope before we were ready um because i think I, we talked about that early early on where we really wanted to jump into heroic and do heroic um i don't think we were ready uh like uh, not everybody was ready in time had done all their stuff to kind of gear themselves to be ready for it so we we had to progress through normal like like we would have in every other expansion um i think if we were to go do some of them heroic bosses now um we'd be good to go i think we want to beat out some normal uh Trials of Valor first, because I think next, uh, after next week, we'll probably have Trial of, I hope to have Trial of Valor on farm, and we can go back to doing some heroic, um, Emerald Nightmare as well. So, um, that happened. So, did you hear about this, uh, artifact power exploit the other day that had to be, uh, hot fixed in? No, I didn't hear anything about that, actually. Alright, so essentially, it was a world quest that was basically infinitely respawning like you could do the world quest get the item for the artifact power and then do something as far as like uh like deleting an item or doing something you walked away and you walk back and the world quest would respawn and it was one of the it was like a super easy world quest too so like people were uh, essentially just repeating this world quest over and over and over and over and over again in short periods of time to essentially farm artifact power. Uh, there were some temporary bans sent out to people using this exploit. They did hot fix it. Um, but it brings up a whole nother discussion that I wanted to have with you, Marcus, uh, as far as where you think the line is drawn in these sort of things that happen, right? Because the Blizzard put up a a nice long blue post that kind of, they were like, it's kind of like, you know, you, you're walking down the street and you find a dollar and you pick it up and you're like, yay me, lucky day. And then you find another one and you're like, yay me, lucky day. What point does it probably become your responsibility to say, where is this money coming from or blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. They had a very awkward analogy on it, but I think it was well suited. Um, do you think that the players are at fault for, for utilizing this, this exploit that was in the game? I mean, considering what you just said, I would still say um, no. I mean... You know, it's in the game, so they're going to take advantage of it where they can. Yeah, but They you, should just remove the, you know, move the bug and move on. You know, though, like, as a player, when you know something's not operating as intended, right? Like, you would know that, okay, this isn't supposed to be working like this. Don't you think at that point you should say, you know what? It's in my best interest to not unfairly use something that is obviously temporarily not working as as intended to gain an advantage over other players you see what i'm saying like i don't i think i side more on the side of no those people shouldn't be using something that's obviously not working as intended well i mean if you know it creates an advantage it helps you out of, you know go for it they shouldn't be penalized for that as well as well it is. I mean, it is Blizzard's fault. That's why they didn't get permanent bans or anything. Like, these were temporary bans. 
So I mean, they could have they could have done worse worse things, but at the same time, like there's a multiplayer game in a multiplayer environment where bugs that cause unfair advantages to players have been punished before. Like you as a player know that if you begin to use any sort of exploit that you are essentially uh, coming up against those terms of service and online etiquette, and you know you risk the danger at that point of disciplinary action, whether Blizzard put that in game or not, or I mean, or was some sort of hindsight or not, like that, I don't think that matters. Like you as a player know that you're not doing something that's that's right. So maybe you should take a step back, report the bug, and move on with your life. Because if it was working as intended, you wouldn't have got the artifact power. So just go get the artifact power from other quests. You can keep doing world quests to get tons and tons of artifact power. Like, you don't have to do it this way. Yes, this way is quick and gives you more. But, again, you're you're risking. You're doing it at your own risk. So everybody that gets upset about it, um, from both both uh, both standpoints, there are people that are, that are upset that they didn't get permanent bans or banned sooner. And then there's people that are like, oh, no, this is Blizzard's fault. You shouldn't have touched them. I, I, you know, I really think it's, you know, the onus is on both parties. Like, uh, Blizzard shouldn't, I mean, should really try hard not to have these bugs and exploits get through. And for the most part, they don't. Like, WoW, in comparison to other online games, is remarkably stable. And, I mean, while it's probably not the most balanced thing ever, um, it is is often very free of bugs in live, uh, especially modern WoW. So, uh, you know, when you come up against something like this, you should really just not not do it, you know? So, I mean... That makes a lot of sense. But I still think it's their fault. Really fault. So, I mean, you think... I mean, I understand your perspective, and, and you can say I'm playing devil's advocate or whatever you want to say. Uh, I just, you know, like, I don't think... You should like those people should be upset about being banned. Like, I mean, I don't blame the people for doing it. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, it was giving you advantage. Fucking, you know, you know, get it while the getting's good. But at the same time, you're doing so at your own peril, or your own, you know, it's your own peril. So, I mean, I, you know, it's a hard, hard decision to say. But it happened. It's fixed now. You can't do it. Uh, but it was interesting. To see how people reacted to it. I always miss out on the glitches and shit like that. I always hear about them later. I'm like, damn, I didn't get to try it. Uh, well, I I prefer not to try it because I don't want a temporary ban. I remember there was this one for Divine Storm that was just one-shotting people. I think that was in Cataclysm. And uh, I was an when it happened. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that's basically it. I don't have anything... Uh, else interesting in the news, do you? I don't think so. Uh, Chris Metzen did do an interesting interview over on the instance. I don't know if that's on the instance's feed or just on one of Scott Johnson's other feeds, but talking about his departure from Blizzard and the sort of events in his life that kind of led up to that decision. It's a very interesting interview, pretty in-depth. Um... I listened to part of it on my way home. I got home before it finished and, you know, I can't exactly listen to podcasts, walk around the house taking care of the baby. So I haven't been able to finish it, but I do 
recommend everyone go listen to it. Um, it's a cool interview. Oh, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I think I will. Boy, oh boy. So, uh, I guess we might as well go into shit you need to know. Sit down. Shut up. Time for shit you need to know. Shit you need to know is brought to you this week by uh, the RPG show Amazon affiliate link. So this is essentially the affiliate link for uh, all the shows on the network. It you know we don't uh, really pimp trying to fund the show at all. Um, you know we've always had donations open. We've had the Amazon affiliate link open. It's just the time of year where you know server costs come back around and we just try and you know cover bases and i know everybody's gonna be doing their christmas shopping a lot of people shopping on amazon so all you got to do is in the you know over at the website you can either go to the help the show tab or in the show notes for each of the shows there's a link that'll link you directly to amazon and anything you buy after going to amazon through that link a small portion comes back to you know help keep the lights on and, uh, you know, costs you nothing extra. So while you're doing your Christmas shopping on Amazon, why not click on the link from our page first? It really adds up and helps a bunch. So thanks a bunch for that. Okay. So shit you need to know, right? Uh, this week we're going to talk about Garm. Last week we talked about Odin. So we might as well talk about the three headed hellhound of hell. Yeah. So. This fight, and I'm going to give you the Jericho version, like I often do here. Um, the room is essentially two parts. There's like a bridge and like a little dirt area. The boss is going to be tanked center of the bridge facing the dirt area of the entrance. Okay. Uh, positioning wise, he's going to be facing towards the entrance with uh, melee grouped up to the right of one his one of his one of his rear legs just pick a side doesn't matter which side but as long as melee are all on the same side in the same spot uh ranged healers are going to be in that dirt spot at least 25 yards out from the front of the boss and five yards apart from each other each of these for reasons i'll get to in a second tanks are stack up in front of the boss and this is one of those fights where there's not actually anything the tanks are really doing back and forth but there is an ability that uh, is going to do tons of damage to the two closest targets. So both tanks need to be there. They need to be keeping up uh, damage reduction cooldowns when he's going to do his his big damaging move, which I'll get to in a second. So you've positioned the boss, and this boss really only does a few mechanics. This is a kill him before he kills you type of fight. It's got a Titan Rage Timer. Uh, on normal, I think we witnessed tonight, it is it is not actually four minutes. It is uh, closer to six minutes, um, but it's still a pretty tight fight. Like, you'll get lots of attempts in. Um, it's not a very long fight. So, the first thing that you're, you as raid leader are going to want to do is divide your raid into three groups. Okay? When the boss is going to do a breath that he breathes out a cone in front of him that lays three different colors on the floor. And you want to assign each group a different color. And you can do this two ways. You can say group one has purple, 
group two has red and group three has three has green and you they always stay on those colors the way we did it because we wanted both tanks to kind of um always start or always be to like uh like kind of start in the same place so i kind of said you know group one you're gonna take the breath closest to this side uh group two you take the breath in the middle group three you're gonna take the breath on the other side and then remember that color through the rest of the fight so that um because the the colors are gonna always change back and forth and due to the boss mechanics and how he attacks you want the tanks in the same group other than that it doesn't really a whole matter a whole lot um so like i said he's gonna do this in intervals he's gonna put these colored lines on the ground and you have to stand in the correct color so the first one you take you're going to debuff that's going to indicate the color you have and every other time he does that breath you need to stand in that color again it's not always going to be in the same location of that three divided cone but always stand in the correct color so if you stand in the red one the first time you stand in the red one for the rest of the fight if you stand in the wrong one you just die like there's not oh shit he stood in the wrong one heal him no he's 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 dead you're, you're fucking dead You've messed up. You're terrible. Move on. Uh, the second thing he's going to do that you need to worry about is flashing fangs. Now, this is your tank ability. He's going to do a ton of damage to each player within a 25-yard cone in front of the boss. So this is where your ranged and uh, healers need to be as far away from the very front of the boss as possible to avoid getting hit with this mechanic because it will kill them. Uh... Tanks, be ready for to have defensive cooldowns up for Flashing Fangs. Uh, healers, use externals like Iron Bark or... Uh, Iron Bark, I can't think of any of the other uh, healer uh, externals right now. But make sure that the tanks are A, topped off, and they, you have an external ready if they don't have a cooldown ready. Because it does a ton of damage. Like, it's going to wreck balls. So, be ready for that. Third thing he's going to do that you need to worry about is he is going to knock everyone around him back okay uh and then he will pounce to the near or to the uh the group of players with the most players kind of grouped up so the way we handle this is essentially you put a marker on me or you put a marker on whatever your best melee character is or your most important melee character or your smartest melee character whoever and when that happens when he throws everybody back all the melee need to stack on that person so that every time he does this pounce he will pounce to the melee, and the tanks can reposition him where he needs to be, facing the correct direction. If he pounces to range, then he comes back, he's facing the bridge. Like, then you get, they gotta do this whole turn thing, then he's way in the dirt, and there's no way to be out of flashing fangs. Make sure it goes to melee, it's gonna make the fight go a whole lot smoother. Uh, there's a few things you can also do with this mechanic to help you out, because uh, in a f there are various parts in the fight where you have to reposition the boss. So when you know the boss has made it too far up in the room and you need to get him back on the bridge, Melee can sort of, when he does the, you know, right before he's going to do the knockback, they all kind of run deep on the bridge, use his survival cooldown, stack up, so that he will charge, you know, he'll hop way back across the bridge and the tanks can reposition him back into position so your melee cluster is actually more effective in repositioning the boss during this fight than your actual tanks are so make sure you're on top of that uh the next thing he's going to do that everybody needs to worry about is he is going to put three separate debuffs on ranged targets okay now this is the reason that everyone in that ranged and healing group needs to be spread five yards apart because if it hits anyone when it, well, when it hits someone it's going to spread to everyone within five yards so you can easily 
chain, like, just fuck your raid with these, these debuffs. The first one's a fire one. Um, it's going to do ticking fire damage. Not a whole lot you can do, but heal through it. The second one is a healing uh, absorption debuff that needs to be healed through. It's actually quite a bit of healing, so be ready to heal those targets uh, quite a bit. And the third one is a root, a stun root. And that needs to be dispelled ASAP because it can come right before that that three-color breath. And someone being rooted and stunned through that will be bad. So, and that's one you really don't want to hit two or three people extra with because then you're really screwed. So make sure you're staying five yards apart. Healers are the primary ones that have to deal with these debuffs. Now, the last thing he's going to do that you have to worry about is he is going to pounce to one of the four corners of the room and do a quick lap. So he's going to run down one wall, across one side, and then back up. All right? Uh, the easiest way to deal with this well, the, what you want to do is you want to move out of the way, of course. And he's going to do a, a lot of raid-wide AoE when he's doing this run. So the best way we found to deal with it, because everything comes in a pattern, all right? So he's going to uh, colored breath. Uh, I think it's like flashing fangs. I don't, and I'm, I'm not quite familiar with the flashing fangs because I was trying to make raid calls for everybody else, but I'll just say what everyone else has to worry about. So you have uh, breath, or colored breath, colored breath. Then he does a pounce. Then he does the, the lap around the room, the charge, and then he'll do another pounce immediately right after that, and that's where your melee DPS will want to make sure they, they're in the right position right off the bat so that the tanks can reposition the boss in the right way, and then he'll repeat. So it'll do breath, breath, pounce, charge, pounce, breath, breath, pounce, charge, pounce, um, kind of in that order. So when after he does a second breath, that pounce he does after right after he finishes that pounce, after he charges the melee, um, all ranged are going to kind of want to get away from the walls and the in the corners and what they're standing. That way, when he if he pounces to a corner that is occupied by the melee uh, or by the ranged heals group, he's not going to land on you and and kill you. So um, that's kind of what we were doing. As soon as he after he pounces the melee for that. For that pounce right after the two breaths, the ranged heal groups kind of collapse because you're not going to get any of the licks, uh, the debuffs, or the flashing fangs during that that period of time. So you kind of get out of there, be ready for the charge. Um, and to deal with people having to move and heal and all this raid-wide damage going on, uh, people were going to make sure you're using self-defense cooldowns. But we also had our restoration druids and our shaman kind of put the like the uh, the efflorescences and, and healing rains kind of stacked up right there at the front of the bridge, kind of in the middle, so that as we're running back and forth, we can kind of stand in that ticking heel to kind of keep us alive, because it is a lot of damage. It's a f quite a fair amount of damage, so be ready for that. Um, but yeah, and that's that's basically it. That I, I know it sounded complex, but there's only really five or so mechanics. Um, they do a ton of damage each, if, if even performed a little off. It is a DPS check because of the Titan Rage. It's a very fast fight, very fast-paced fight. It's a really fun fight, in my opinion. It's not It's not boring. It's not overly complex. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, And you will want to lust at the start. That's when you're going to have your most uptime on him. You know, um, Just don't tunnel towards the end when that execute range comes up. And just keep, you know, because the messing up a mechanic kills your raid, kills your raid fast. So just don't tunnel. Keep everybody alive, and 
you'll get it. I, I think I have I have full faith that anyone listening to the sound of my voice with a coordinated group of people can can down this boss. So, because uh, I mean, we did it. We're the worst raiders on the internet, right? So, um, just stay on top of that. Uh, any any thoughts or takeaways from Garm there, there, Marcus? Um, for Garm, um, quick tip um, to help you keep track of your uh, which uh, breath you need to stand in. Just look at the color of the debuff that is on the side of your screen. Yeah. It'll tell you which breath you need to stand in. Um, and they're also very kind of like elementally obvious. So the fire one looks like a little fireball. The shadow one yeah. looks like the little shadow icon. And the, the green one's the hardest to identify. But you look at it and you go, that's neither purple or red. So that's got to be green. Because it looks like a little germ bacteria microbe thing. Uh, so that's that's an excellent tip for that. Uh, you know, uh, I think I think we got it. I mean, we got it. I, it took us a night, but... I think that was mostly just people seeing what's happening and dying to it a million times, and then we got it. Uh, oh, solid progression, though. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a really good night. I fe- I feel good about uh, how we made it through this week. Um, a new boss every night, and that's kind of you know if you're rating normal, that's kind of I feel like how that should be. You should get a new boss every night or every two nights. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's Garm for you. Uh, we don't have any emails to discuss, so um, we'll do like we always do. We don't have an email. We'll kind of talk about, you know, some of our just, you know, uh, if we kind of, you know, we do lists, but we don't do lists. Like, we didn't do a list last time. We can do a list this time. Uh, but I don't, I don't really have any good You got any good ideas? I mean, I don't have any good ideas. Ooh. I don't really know. What to do? I mean, what's uh? It, all right. So let me ask you this: How many how many alts do you have? Like, I mean, how many uh, like high level alts do you have? Um, none or, or I have only my one one ten. You have one paladin. All right. So everybody else is a hundred. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I only have like four out of hundred. Is there a class that you want very much to be able to play at max level, but you can't stand leveling? Um, no. No? Because for me, it's Shaman, right? Because I used to have a max level Shaman. I used to love playing Shaman. And I just can't stand leveling a Shaman. And before that, like when when in the days where I was playing my Hunter or my Druid, it was actually a Warrior. I started and like deleted so many goddamn Warriors. From like the time I made an account, there was always like... Like, my main character, like, there was always a warrior involved. It's somewhere. There was always a warrior, but there was no, it wasn't always max level. And that's why, like, when I started playing a warrior, it was a boost. Like, the character that I'm playing now was a boost at the end of, uh, when was that? Like, it was towards the, like, it was right after the, yeah, right when they opened up, uh, boosts. So, I mean, uh. I had leveled a warrior to max level, like in Cataclysm, but then he kind of stayed where he was, and he got transferred to Alliance for some reason. Like he's a night elf warrior on another server somewhere right now. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> and like I, I just couldn't do it, man. It was, it was, it was insane. So I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I guess it'd just be a short show because I don't really have uh, anything clever to talk about. I mean, we talked about the cheating thing a little bit. Uh, in, I don't really want to go into a whole lot of what, you know, patch notes on the PTR like some people do because it, it, it's going to change. I don't report on something that's happening there this week and then have it change next week. Uh, I mean, you don't have any uh, final thoughts or closing takeaways from this week? Anything you learned or did? Well, we got our asses kicked in those arenas on Tuesday. We did. We it takes me a minute to warm up to to PvP. Like I, sometimes I get I it, sometimes I don't. Did all this What's that? I haven't done much at all this season. Me either. Um, and I don't necessarily think that was because of that. Like I was just, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't in the right state of mind for when we were doing it. Like I was getting ready to raid, and like I just couldn't focus in on the things I needed to focus in on. Like, like I'd be stunned and I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm stunned. And then instead of going, Oh, I should hit my gladiators medallion. I just like, Oh, I got some stunned. I just wait here until it's done. Right. That's all I do. So, I mean, See, I, I forgot to put it on my bars the first couple of go, uh, first couple of goes. And then when I did, I forgot to use it. Yeah. There was a couple of times I put it on my bar and then I go into the next one. It wasn't on my bar. Cause I kept putting on the bar when you're a little, the arena, a little staging <laughs> area. And then I kept forgetting that it changes all that stuff back. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh yeah. That's that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We don't PVP for several seasons. Yeah, I know it's, it's rough. We're not, we're not true PVPers. I'm excited for some of the, uh, the brawls though. Like I can't wait for them to come around. I'm pretty excited for those. Yeah, Brothers Guild was a nice little, um, you know, an extra thing to do. It wasn't like well, not Brothers Guild, too much. but the PvP brawls, like the 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 oh. battlegrounds with the weird rules or whatever. Yeah, those will bring a lot of flavor to PvP too. Yeah. Speaking of PvP, and I know this is unrelated to WoW, and this is a WoW show, so I don't want to spend too long on it. But I did play a fair amount of Overwatch this week. Like, and I, I kind of got in and played some competitive. Like, I, I was like, I was just like, you know what I need to do today? I need to shoot the fuck out of people is what I need to do. Like, so I did that. And that was great. So, um. Are you liking Sombra? I didn't. Uh, uh, I'm on the PS4, so I don't think Sombra's, Sombra's up on the PS4 yet. At yeah. least it wasn't when I played. I, I didn't play Anna either because the first time I played since Anna was up. I, you know, I am. I am Junkrat. I am Roadhog. I if I have to play healer, I'll play Lucio, but uh, I'm not. I'm I mostly play Roadhog, and then some Junkrat um, is my go-to. Um, so I mean, I, I I did some cool, you know. Oh man, I love Roadhog so much. Can I just can I just say like, like I just I just. And Junkrat's fun too. Like just the pair of them are just amazing. I think players. They're really nice. Oh, I, 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 I love interrupting ults. Like I love it so much. I love so much to hear like like uh, justice, you know, rains from above. Like up hook. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, like I just fucking love it. Nothing feels. Is it okay like I love interrupting alts. It feels amazing. Uh, so I mean, you hook them and shoot them in the face. It's it's always great, and I always love like tr- like when Roadhogs try and like one v one me. Like I'm like, oh, you gonna hook me, bro? You gonna hook me? Oh, you first hooked, you lose. Like that's 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 the that's the uh, 
that's the thing. Like, it's two Roadhogs. The first one to hook loses. So it's a, it just, I don't know. It's a ton of fun. So, uh, and I wish I had more time to play WoW and stuff this weekend, but I gotta get the house ready for Thanksgiving. You all ready for Thanksgiving? Yep, it's gonna be good. Well, that's, you know, because you still live at home, so it's fucking easy for you. I'm hosting. Actually, I'm working that thing. I'm hosting everyone this year, so I got like 20 people coming over this house, man. I got two turkeys to cook. Like, I'm gonna fry one, I'm gonna roast one. It's like, God, I gotta get the dining room table in. Gotta kick my my fucking freeloading brother out of the extra room. Well, that's currently (laughs) the dining room. He's getting his shit out in the morning. It's just like, oh, God. I had so much to do this weekend, Marcus. It hurts. Like, it makes my butt leak thinking about everything I need to do this weekend. So, sucks, man. So, if the show's a little late hitting the feed, guys, I'm sorry. I'm moving tables and prepping for Thanksgiving because it's late and, uh, as much as I like to try and do posts on this show Friday night and have it ready Saturday morning, that's not always the case. Good news is the wife closes tomorrow, so when the baby and her wake up in the morning, I'll probably come up here and get the post taken care of and have it posted first thing in the morning. But that's not a topic to talk about here, now is it? So uh, I no. guess I guess without too much further ado, um, We'll bring up the beautiful, beautiful sky music that I can't really play right now because uh, I don't have the soundboard up. So we're going to pretend like it's playing and talk over it. First things first, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Each one counts, and we love you for it. And really, we really do. Each one really, really counts. And we just, you know, makes me want to touch you in dirty ways. So, you know, leave that review. Also, you can send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com. Just put Ray Chat in the header. It always goes to the right place. I read everything that goes in that inbox anyway because, you know, I, I'm weird and anal about that kind of thing. So just just send it on. I'll know what you're talking about. Uh, there's a Twitter and shit, but you don't really care about that. Make sure you click on that Amazon affiliate link I talked about earlier. I don't want to pimp that too much because I just, I don't, it feels, it gives me the heebie-jeebies asking for stuff. So, um, yeah. Rating review, stuff, stuff, yeah. I mean, you go to RPG show, they already talked about that, so I guess that's it. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Later, guys. Later, Gator, ba da da da.